It's good for people to give back to the community. I want to make a difference. Sometimes we have some crabby roosters. So these chickens, I don't know, they're kind of the pampered ones, I guess. Another thing we added this year is bees. Are you familiar with Clearwater Farm? It's in on Alaska, and this time around I'm talking with Sherry Collis. Uh, she and a great team of volunteers take care of Clearwater Farm in on Alaska. You can be a part of it as well. It is a member's farm. So with a donation, you can have access to the farm and the animals and the garden 365 days a year. It's really an amazing place. So let's find out more about Clearwater Farm. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. By the way, this podcast is available at aroundrivercity.com or anywhere that you download your podcasts. It's absolutely free to download it. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, that's free too. You can do that at aroundrivercity.com or again, anywhere that you get your podcasts. We'll send you an alert every time there is a new episode. I had a chance the other day to spend a beautiful afternoon out at Clearwater Farm talking with Sherry Collis and meeting all of the animals and taking a stroll through the garden. And right now, let's get into the conversation with Sherry Collis. I am the president. I call myself the head peon. (laughs) Um, We have a board of directors of this nonprofit agency, and I kind of oversee everything here. Okay. And this nonprofit is Clearwater Farm. Correct. And it's an amazing place. Thank you. We are so blessed with ways to get out of town without leaving town. You know, we have the marsh, we have the bluffs, you're still, and you can forget that you're in town. Right. And Clearwater Farm is exactly like that. It really is. To have this farm preserved right in the heart of Onalaska is pretty amazing. You know, the city was very supportive when Julie Henley is the one that started this whole concept back in 1999. Um this subdivision, the Humfeld Farm, and Gary Humfeld still lives across the street. You know, the farming industry was really struggling, and when Elmwood Partners purchased this property, it was going to all be houses. And Julie Henley went to him with a group of us, but it was her brainchild, to preserve this three acres for the community. You know, maintain the barns and have animals and hopefully have a garden. And there were a lot of big dreams. And slowly but surely, you know, we're accomplishing those dreams. And so the barn we see here was the barn that was here. Yes, late 1800s. We maintain it the best we can. We're on top of it. Um, It needs some structural work. And we're looking at, you know, that type of thing. But it's in really good shape. I've had multiple farmers because I'm kind of a city person. And over the years, I've had numerous farmers come in. And I'm like, what do you think? What do you think? And they're like, it's in phenomenal condition. You go inside. It's just beautiful in there. You know, someday we'd like to restore the upstairs and maybe have some type of venue, you know. So we'll see. Let's go back to that beginning. Why did uh, you and all of you, your group, want to preserve this farm? Well, to enlighten people and allow children, schools, all different types of agencies to come to a farm, have access to animals, organic gardening, that type of thing, a safe place where you can come and hang out, disconnect, 
maybe not be on the computer or your phones and get involved in maintaining and keeping this property, this green space, this cool farm, keep it viable. Because if something happens to it, it'll be condos, which sadly would be a completely different landscape. So we are involved with lots of schools, special needs groups, you know, Catholic Charities brings their kids out in the summer. They have a garden in our garden. Chalita comes with their clients. Um, it's just a great destination for people. It really is. And we are a membership-based facility. We are not funded by the city, any type of government. So whatever we do here, we have to pay for. We don't owe a penny to anyone. We pretty much pay wow. cash. That's really we good. Have, That's impressive. We've paid off the property. Um, we purchased the three acres from Elmwood Partners. Wonderful. They were willing to, they liked the idea of our concept, and they did sell us the three acres. So, like I said, we don't have, we don't owe anybody anything. No debt whatsoever. Um, so right now we're in the process of raising money. We'll kick off a capital campaign hopefully next year for a new building at the top of the road. Um, we actually don't have indoor restrooms yet, but that's our that's our next big big thing is to have indoor restrooms. And well, it doesn't look like the the goats and the the everybody <laughs> else uh, on that side of the fence needs an indoor. No, to, nope, that they don't. We, I, I guess you have to make some concessions for the people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and believe it or not, when we've been looking at restoring some of the buildings, it's something about the state requires you to have indoor restrooms. So we can't really remodel or make big, big changes without Yeah, state regulations, yeah. There's, there aren't any simple ones. No. And there are very few that just make sense on the face of them. Right, but, uh, right. So that's one of them. We learned that. So that's our big, that's our big goal. Um, we have amazing support, you know, businesses, sponsors, people that fu help fund us. And our membership is minimal, in my opinion. Back when I went to Myrick Park with my kids two mm -hmm. days a week to mm -hmm. see the animals. Here, to be on site, it's $75 for an entire year for your whole family, you unclip the gate, you come on in, you picnic, you enjoy yourself, you see the animals, you get involved. People volunteer their time in our community garden. We have an animal team that cares for the animals morning and night. We have multiple groups, too, that care for animals. So so our, our, our animals are very, you know, very sheltered and very spoiled, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Well, that's that's okay. They, they really are. Yeah, they're yeah. They're... Amazing. And we have, you know, llamas and goats and sheep and miniature horses, donkeys, free-range chickens, love crackers and bread when you come. Now, if you're not a member, you can still view the animals along the road, you know, 24-7. The farm is open to members 365 days a year, all daylight hours. You can come anytime. Um, so the funding, you know, it's only 75 a year, but when you compile that with many, many families, that helps us yeah. maintain the property yeah. it's like maintaining your home yeah I'm, I'm guessing you're not getting rich on this no <laughs> no not at all and our board of directors is completely volunteer yeah everyone is the only people that we actually pay are our teachers in the summer that do our day camps and i believe for sure our director has his master's degree he's a teacher in holman and we just want to have the finest you know directors when it comes to camp 
Hey, I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. I'm talking with Sherry Collis, the president, or as she says, the head peon, at Clearwater Farm in Onalaska. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the different things that help make up a successful farm that's basically in the heart of a city. That's coming up as Around River City continues. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and also at AroundRiverCity.com. That's a great website to check out, too, if you're looking for basically anything that is going on around the area. Great businesses, great events. That's AroundRiverCity.com. So when you think about a farm, some things are obvious. You think about animals and you think about crops and things like that. And today, as we chat with Sherry Collis at Clearwater Farm in Alaska. We find out that people are also a huge part of their equation. Yes, always from the very beginning. It took a while, you know, and we're getting to be well known more and more, little by little. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting out there. You were surprised when I first got here when you asked, me, and I said I'd never been here before. Yes. Um, and hopefully there's getting to be less and less of that surprise. There is. There is. I think people are really starting to hear what's happening out here we are doing more yeah thanks to a few people i don't have facebook myself but we're starting to do a little more social media (laughs) stuff i don't have time for that i can get caught up in stuff like that i I, i've never had it but we're having a food truck come i don't know if anyone's heard of there's a uh the dirty dozen donuts were here two weeks ago Mm -hmm. my gosh the following they have so we're trying. It's the second Saturday of every month. The public is welcome. Come check out the farm. Um, it's called Open Barn Day. And we're going to have a food truck here. We had the donuts here last time. They sold out in 45 minutes. They bought a ton of donuts. And the cars were lined up. It was, we probably have 400 people here viewing the farm. So the social media thing is is working. And yeah. now in June, we're going to have Fathead Steve's is going to be here with their food truck. Fantastic. You can come and, you know, feed the animals, hang out, check it out, see what you think, check out our garden. Um, another thing we added this year is bees. So we're beekeeping oh, also. So okay. that's, we put in a beautiful pollination garden a few years ago. And we had a beekeeper on site. But, you know, it's his honey, and he's kind and shares some with us, Mm -hmm. but it's something I've always wanted to do. So three of us took the beekeeping class, and so now we have our own hives here. Wow. Where are they? There's a little wooded area over behind by the garden that we keep them, and we're hoping to have our own honey. Maybe not this year. I'm kind of bummed about that. I thought for sure we'd have honey this year, but it sounds like it takes a while. Yeah, sometimes you just, I think you have to just have patience. Yeah. You know, I planted some, my daughter gave me grapevines for a, I think, Father's Day gift three years ago. Yeah. And they, I'm just seeing the very first grapes. Really? Well, that's not too bad. So, yeah. So it's uh, living this kind of a life sort of teaches you patience. Trust me. And even if you just come out here for a short time, you learn some patience. Trust me. My mind is always, I have all these big ideas out here. Think about it. Since 1999, the patience, 22 years, and I will not give up. It's little by little we're getting all those ideas are getting implemented. Our um, education building here used to have a dirt floor, and I'll take you in there. We redid the whole inside. It's 
beautiful inside. I had a couple construction guy companies come, and I said, do you think I'm crazy, what I'm thinking? And they're like, no, don't tear it down, you know? So we we finished that. The silos, they had already removed the silo caps oh. when we jumped on board here. Yes. Those cost us $10,000 to replace because the silos were going to have to come down. They were disintegrating. They were falling apart. So we did that about four years ago, I'd say. So little by little, things are, so I do have, I have to have patience. Well, that's how your honey is going to happen too. Exactly. Next year. They say the first year you don't get much, but I'm still not giving up on the idea that we might get some. But being able to bring that observation hive into the, to the classrooms Mm -hmm. and to the spark program and all our different events. I have a wonderful grounds guy that doesn't he's able to build anything so i throw him you know i need an education hive and he puts it together and so yeah so it's amazing good to know a guy like that oh my gosh he can do anything would it be bad luck to ask what some of your biggest i mean because you're obviously never going to stop doing this no i'm hoping no so five six years out seven years out what do you well i'm hoping in the next two years Um, that the building right along the driveway, it's basically like a barn garage. We're hoping, we've been saving, we are very frugal, and we're stockpiling, trying to stockpile money. We will launch a capital campaign to rebuild that building or remodel it, and we'll have an office in there and probably washers and dryers. We want to have that for all the different, you know, we do tie-dye out here. We have all kinds of ideas. And just washing the bedding and things that we have for the animals, blankets, things like that. Right now we take it all home. So there will be restrooms in there. Um, We have a design. It's now just continue. We've got some big donors. We will launch that capital campaign and hopefully once they see the picture, the community will come forward and really want to help us you know, come to fruition with that. And then the big barn, like I mentioned before, we would really love to have that as, you know, just upstairs. It's unreal how cool it is up there. Um, To be able to have corporate retreats and team building, and we do it on a small scale here, like Chalita and Aptiv, a lot of those places come and do a, a fire pit gathering with their staff and, you know, kind of brainstorm ideas, things like that. But eventually... That barn will be the icing on the cake to finish yeah. that. I wonder what it is about barns that are so romantic. Yeah, it's. I don't know that we would ever do weddings or anything like that because I know people. Well, I don't have mean romantic that. in a right, in a, right. Know, but just there's something about them they that are, makes us feel, it's, especially in the Midwest. It's so beautiful up there too. And right now we just store things. We have hay, all our hay and straws up there, things like that. But. It has all the cool old rafters. I mean, the farmers that have come in it are just like, it's amazing the condition it's in. So that'll be the the end all. We've got all kinds of ideas, trust me. They're all upstairs thinking about them all the time. But we're just, you know, making progress a little at a time. And it's a beautiful farm. I'm so proud of it. I can't even tell you. Compared to when I started here, dirt driveway. You know, now we have a beautiful blacktop driveway that leads to the garden for wheelchairs and things like that. So we're getting there slowly but surely. Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation here on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Sherry and I are going to do some exploring at Clearwater Farm, and we'll be back on Around River City.
This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. It's the podcast about all of the people, the places, the events, the businesses that make this such a cool place to live. And the other day, I had a chance to explore Clearwater Farm with the president of Clearwater Farm, Sherry Collis. Wow. Isn't it cool? So we did did move inside, eventually, um, into a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous space. Where are we? Well, this used to be, it was called the calf barn. It had just little holes for the calves to put their heads out to eat. Um, just old-fashioned wood swinging doors. It had holes in the roof. It had a dirt floor when I started here. Actually, the animals were in here when we first started. Okay. This is where they were. And then we've, we ended up adding a cement floor to it, and we did use it for many, many years, just like that. But now we've added... You know, this beautiful ceiling, a beautiful floor, kind of a cabinet kitchen setup. Um, we have a big screen TV for presentations, things like that. This is where our day camp happens. You know, the kids meet in here. The spark program happens in here. Um, we do rent the farm out for, you know, graduation parties, things like that. We've had retirement parties. As long as you're a member and there is a fee to rent the building. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that it's got everything you need, but it also keeps, I mean, it, it fits perfectly with the farm. Yeah, it is. This is the stepping stone that I was talking about. We got this done. Now we're hoping to move on to, you know, new construction. Um, the JCs rent our big pole shed out here for the JCs Haunted House. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's yep. been going on for years. They've been here a long time. I can't even say how many. Over 15, I believe. So they rent that and we get thousands of people on site for their haunted house in the fall it's beautiful yeah didn't it turn out neat yeah can we go see the big barn sure you bet all right how's the best way to get in there do you want to go upstairs or downstairs Um, or both okay well let's just see what happens okay oh my goodness (laughs) of course there's a farm cat oh yes that's one of our kitties who is that's jinxie She's been here a long time, well-fed, as you can see. Absolutely. That's okay. She should be. (laughs) She's so friendly, too. Really nice. We have three cats. Again, they're all licensed. We're within the city of Onalaska, so uh, we try to be good neighbors. You know, I was going to ask how, because there's, I see dozens and dozens of homes right nearby. Yes. How, how, uh, How is the neighbor relationship i think it's wonderful i think the neighborhood loves what's going on here think about it i've heard people buy their houses out here because of the farm the sights the sounds um you know when covid hit we couldn't do any fundraising we have that big wine and beer tasting called the taste of summer in september we couldn't have it just like all events shut down so we started a gofundme page we had to we had to stay alive and wow the neighborhood, the public in general just really reached out and helped, and it made a big difference. I, I mean, so this so, downstairs part of the barn is where kind of the animal team. And this is the main barn. This right. is the big barn. This is the lower part. Um, this is where the animals can come in in the winter. Um, we have some hay and straw down here. The chickens sort of have the run of everywhere around yeah, here. Yeah, there's they? certain. These chickens kind of got kicked out of the coop they the chickens in the coop were being kind of mean sometimes we have some crabby roosters so these chickens 
I don't know. They're kind of the pampered ones, I guess. They uh, they ended up in the barn. Okay. They make a mess, but we love them. That's all right. There's about seven or eight that live in the barn and kind of go in and out all day long. And one thing that's kind of cool is I see a couple of chickens that I've I recognize, mm-hmm. and they look like chickens I've seen before. But there are a bunch that are so exotic looking. Yeah, we have some kind of unique. This white one here is called a silky. And oh, I can see why his feathers are more like hair. Yeah, or her feathers, I yep. guess, are more like hair. More yeah. like hair. They don't have the barbs that, you know, form a feather. It's just the fuzz. So they can't fly. That's the only thing bad about a, a silky is that they can't fly up and roost at night okay. to protect themselves. Over the winter, we had a wild mink in our barn, oh and it got in the coop. Luckily, we only lost eight chickens over a two-week period, but... I've been told they can kill the whole coop and just stack them. They actually stack them when they're done. So mink are mean. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so they killed almost all our silkies. This guy survived. but um, And we finally live trapped that mink and got him a new home. Yeah, not all animals can live together, I guess. No, no. So, yeah, we have a lot of unique chickens. We try to because it's really interesting for camp and just people visiting everyone's really interested this this may sound weird but i love the smell in the barn oh yeah it just smells like i to me farm always smells like life true it's i don't know why and my family laughs at me when i say that but it just you smell that and you're like ah there are animals living and they are doing what they do it just it smells like summer and it smells like you know and people sometimes will say oh it's stinky but we have the one of the cleanest barns i think in the area it's immaculate um but i don't even smell it anymore well you know what just these these chickens and these uh your other animals might think our homes are (laughs) smelly too (laughs) true true take that yeah we're really we really try to keep it super clean and like i said our um our fields things like that get cleaned twice a day we want to be a good neighbor Mm -hmm to all the people that live out here. Um, We have a huge compost pile, and all that compost gets turned, and then it just goes back into the garden. Mm, So we don't use any pesticides or things like that. We compost everything. Can we go see the garden? Absolutely. I can spend hours out here. I'll leave home, and my husband will say, so how long do you think you're going to be an hour, and three hours later he'll call? Right. What are you doing? I bet, <laughs> I bet he has learned that an Oh, hour he has. My hours. whole family gets dragged in. When hay gets delivered, It's <laughs> no one gets a choice. It's like, well, the hay's delivered. Come on, everyone's coming. Uh, my family got dragged in into this with us. You know, it just... It's good for people to give yeah. back to the community. I want to make a difference. So anyway, we're in the garden now. Um, you can see how visually beautiful it is. It we is really want it gorgeous. to be an experience again. We want people to come and, you know, witness all the different scents. We have a sensory garden with different flavors and scents and feelings. So a lot of people, too, that have different types of sensory needs, we have a garden for them. This potting shed was built by an Eagle Scout. Beautiful. Oh, my. Yeah. Isn't it really That's nice? Impressive. Yes. We're really proud of it. We started a new thing called this Kindness Rocks Garden. And people paint, hand paint rocks. You'll have to come up and peek and look in yeah. there. All the different fun, inspirational little rocks that you can take I one with that. you and place that somewhere in La Crosse or here on the property. Sometimes you just want something in your pocket that'll make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of, you know, kids 
this one. It says pocket hug on it. Oh. We've got a lot of youth and they need support. There's Absolutely. a lot of issues out there and it's amazing how a little rock can make somebody feel better and it's fun doing them. Well, because it's not just a rock, it's an experience exactly. really. That exactly. Someone else has done something with it and now right. you're sharing in that right. experience. So it's just called the Kindness Rocks Garden. Take one when you need one. Share one with a friend who needs some inspiration. Leave one for another. Let's paint the town with kindness. So that's new. We just did that this year. You grow a lot more in this garden than just vegetables. Oh, we try. We really do. And then, you know, these archways will be covered with mini pumpkins by fall. Um, we grow a lot of just your standard things. We try not to grow. I've learned from the food pantry. I sat down with them and they're like, you know, don't grow purple beans <laughs> because people just want beans. They don't, they don't know what a purple bean is. So we try to grow all the typical, you can see our lettuce bed. Yikes, that needs cutting. Um, and again, we had a wonderful member of the farm build us this raised bed. This is perfect for wheelchairs that people can garden. Um, but we do grow tomatoes, onions, you know, lettuce, broccoli, all your typical stuff. Mm -hmm. We try to keep it potatoes. So what do you think we should know about Clearwater Farm? Well, that's a tough question. I guess let's just get back to the basics, you know, rather than, I don't know, life can be so busy. And this is just a down to earth, like when I grew up. It was a place you can just run around and have fun and enjoy the outdoors. I love to be outside. I'm amazed how people seem to be inside all the time. I'm an outdoor person. So to bring your kids out and maybe help out, teach them that volunteering and give, giving back to your community is a big deal. Well, I think farming has actually become uh, cool again. I think the, the whole farm to table yeah, movement true. and there have been gardens at schools, at true. schools. Yes. Um, all of that, it's good for a, a new generation to know where their food came from. Right, and teaching gardening. You know, I think people got away from gardens for a long time, and that generation kind of missed out on that, and it's super important. I mean, I look at all the things we grow. You know, we have our rhubarb here. Look at all the raspberry bushes, and we've got strawberries and garlic. And, and when our classes come out, our different camps and things like that, they really utilize what we grow. When Catholic Charities comes out in the summer, we made pesto with them. And the oh, kids were like, beautiful. oh, wow, what is this? You know, some liked it, some didn't. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you got to like it, I guess, to be outside and involved in, the, in nature. Mm -hmm. um, mushrooms, that's another thing we're getting involved in. Shiitake mushrooms. Um, the logs have been inoculated, and we'll get those back next year. We have, again, a super nice member that is watering them on his property and then he'll bring them back. This is our pollination garden. These are all native to Wisconsin plants and basically we put this in to help save the rusty patch bumblebee because a lot of them, these different types of bees are becoming, you know, not around here much anymore. So this whole garden, we received a grant from the Feed a Bee organization and we were able to purchase all native plants. So we don't do anything with this, believe it or not. Yeah, that's... I have a friend that's like, Sherry, do not get in there and weed. Because I'm yeah. kind of a perfectionist right, right. kind of person. Well, she goes, just let with, it go. When you go with native habitat, you don't have to yeah, do anything. Yeah, she said, just let it go. So it gets to be, oh, at least seven feet tall. 
the way it should be. Yeah, it's just, isn't it pretty though? It's gorgeous. And then you can see our bees are out there. Oh, yes. Kind of keep them out of the way a little bit. And then again, that's the JC building. This, we just put in a cement slab last week and we're putting in a pergola so people can hang out and parents can watch their kids on the little merry-go-round thing, which again, I... I was on the park board at the time, and they were getting rid of all those merry-go-rounds in the parks. And I said, can we get one? That's a good old-fashioned toy. Well, I know. Sometimes, you know, my husband will say, I don't know. We all need to get dizzy once in a while. Well, yeah. It's it's fun. The kids (laughs) love it, so we have it. How can we, what's the easiest way to find out more if uh, somebody listening to this is surprised that you even exist how can they find out more and and help sure go to um, www.clearwaterfarm.org it explains our membership how it all works what's all going on out here all the different things ways you can get involved you know if you're retired or have some free time in the summer and make time you know people say oh i'm too busy well get off Facebook, get off your phone. (laughs) Everyone can make a little bit of time and pitch in. If you like to garden, we have those opportunities here. If you love animals, I have a lot of pre-vet students that are involved in that. Um, Yeah. Email us at info at clearwaterfarm.org. If you'd like a tour, we can sure come out and show you around before you decide to join, if you're interested. I I think people will get more out of this experience than they realize. Unreal, isn't it? It's... And it's so quiet and peaceful out here, I think. It's just, yeah, I love it, you can tell. (laughs) It's my baby. I hope you get a chance to explore Clearwater Farm on your own. If you want some information on how to become a member or how you can volunteer, uh, we'll have all the information at aroundrivercity.com. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for being a part of the conversation.